just the people that really care about that optic of being seen and being heard. They're like, oh my God, please don't cancel me. If yeah. you don't give a shit about being canceled, go right ahead. You can't cancel the uncancelable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And another good topic on that, probably the last one we'll touch on here is um, Channing was saying oftentimes when he gets invited to do like a speech or do a presentation at somewhere, mm-hmm. he, when he comes in, he'll say, when, he, when he's introduced to the person who called him in, the person will be like, hey, I'm whatever. He's like, hey, I'm Channing, you're welcome. And they're like, what do you mean you're welcome? He's like, you're welcome that I came. True. <laughs> he said, often t- he's like, I know it comes off very brash and very egotistic arrogant and arrogant. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, they want me in this room. Yeah. Why is it that as black men are we always saying, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I'm so grateful. We're, we're so grateful for you having yeah, us. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. You called me. Yeah. You're paying me to be here. And you're welcome. And you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm showing up. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of More Reps Podcast with your host, Chadwick Brown. And I'm Kavana Beckles. And as you may have noticed, we've got a little change of scenery here. This is our clinic here, United Wellness. You know, we're going to switch it up a little bit. You guys, a little sneak peek as to what goes on here in our setup, you know. Um, so we got some good topics this week as usual. And obviously the good old supersets. Um, so set one we're going to get into today is how has social media hindered or helped your fitness and also the fitness industry because we're all impacted by social media we're all on it for sure you know uh, for the most part so what are your views on that how's it Uh, impacted you i just found like kind of over the course of the last two years where covid kind of took over i just see a absolute explosion on the amount of people that are into fitness Mm. that are delivering coaching that are giving information around fitness what to do and there's good and there's bad. I okay. feel that the explosion is great for everyone because ultimately moving is a lot better. Just being more conscious of your fitness um, abilities is, is on the rise as well. But again, there's a lot of misinformation out there mm-hmm. because now everyone's considered to be a coach or a high level instructor. And I think there's a lot of bad information and a lot of people are getting hurt. So for me personally, I think it's hindered a little bit more than helped people. Okay, interesting. Yeah. interesting. I, I, I feel the same way you're feeling there, too. Um, definitely with COVID happened, there's a huge influx. Yeah. All of a sudden, everyone's yeah. certified. Everyone's yeah. a, a fitness person, <laughs> hashtag yeah. fitness yeah. and all this yeah. and whatnot. Um, but again, it's a double-edged sword. There's been a lot of good, because I've actually learned a lot of things through social mm-hmm. media, mm-hmm. Um, different techniques I've seen. Um, there's also some really good influencers, if you know how to filter them yeah. out. Yeah. They're actually on there and know what they're talking about. But there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of people... Just because they look good, now it's like, okay, exactly. use these three bicep workouts for yeah. big biceps, and these naturally have big biceps, and it's just yeah. like, it's a regular curls. I'm like, okay, well, I could have figured that out, yeah. just Google it myself. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely helped me, and it's definitely hindered, because you can also start getting in your head, because you, know, you can start comparing yourself to the people you're seeing yes. on there. Yes, yes, It's yeah. like, okay, well, I want to look like this guy. Yeah. I mean, try to follow what he's doing, not knowing that guy might be five foot eight. Yeah. It's a lot easier for him to put on size than someone like myself who's 6'3". You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So. It, it could go either way. It's all about knowing how to filter out the bullshit. Yeah, know? exactly. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But, all right, set number two. We're going to be talking about online coaching versus in-person coaching. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at our opinions on that. Um, myself, I'm not a fan of 
teaching people online. Okay. Because when you're trying to teach someone how to live properly, you've got to physically see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Watching them on a camera, on a screen, you're never going to be able to see if they're hinging properly, if they're doing mm-hmm. like a, a deadlift. You're not mm-hmm. going to see if their elbows are aligned properly, if they're doing a shoulder press. Um, so I feel like, I'm not trying to shit on anybody, mm-hmm. but I feel like people that do online coaching, they're, 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 they're not really doing their clients a, a justice. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just t- taking the money and just watch mm-hmm. them on the camera. Yeah, okay, good. Two more, two more. Mm-hmm. And you can't really see them and critique them and, and give them the right um, fixes they need for the form and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, easy to count reps and watch them do it and whatnot, but you're not doing them, doing them a justice by actually seeing them in person. Yeah. I, I feel similar because growing up in sports, the only thing online was you were able to, or had the ability to buy an online program. Okay. And then you were left kind of on your own to fulfill that program. Yeah, yeah. And then now is switch over to online coaching mm-hmm. with Zoom and that kind of stuff. And I feel the same way. Like I'm a trainer that's always been in person, instructing, correct, correcting, making very minute corrections that will go a long way mm-hmm. versus I can't really see all the angles online. Exactly, exactly. And exactly. I don't know the tempo. I don't kind of know the atmosphere that the person's training in. Yep. If I have them face-to-face, I could tell if they're having a bad day, how we're going to alter it. If they're depleted a little bit hydration-wise, we can alter that. But on a camera, I I can't do that personally on a camera. And and all those things you're saying, those are all variables that's going to determine how well they progress, how their session is on the day. And you can't can't pick up on body language through the camera. Like when when my clients walk in, I can tell right off the bat if they've had a shitty sleep. Just just how they're walking and their their demeanor. I can tell if they haven't had the proper uh, uh, hydration, like you said. And all those things are are needed where it's like watching a camera. And even if I, I, I flip it around, if I was a client, I just don't know if like everything that this person's telling me, I can go on Google and, and just watch a video and fall along mm-hmm. with that instead of having just mm-hmm. someone watch me on a Zoom call. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It just seems, seems like you're really chintzing out your clients by doing on, yeah. online. It's like person in person is definitely the way to go. Yeah. And I'll even take it from the other side of it. If you're a beginner and your comfort zone or comfort levels in your household, Fair. for sure, get that online coaching Fair. until you can get your confidence up where you can get into a facility because oftentimes bigger gyms are very intimidating mm-hmm. and people don't want to go in that atmosphere. Absolutely. Totally understand. But again, I think it would have to be a process where you're building up your confidence and then moving into Eventually. a facility. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And even in that, in that instance, then if I was a coach, I, wouldn't, I would say, well, I'll come to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to come mm-hmm. into the gym as opposed to doing it online, I'll mm-hmm. come to you. If you don't have weights, I'll bring a couple of weights in. Yeah. And I'll run you through a circuit yeah. like that. So at least that way they can build their confidence at mm-hmm. home in their, in their comfort zone and eventually break out that bubble and come to a facility like United yeah. and get some <laughs> coaching, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Nice. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. For sure. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Set three. We're gonna be talking about how to pick a personal trainer. This is a good one. Yeah. This is a really good one. Okay, so what are your thoughts on this, bro? <laughs> I would say personal training is a lot like picking a counselor mm-hmm. or a life coach. There has to be a connection and a synergy there. One million percent. In order for both parties to benefit and to trust each other. Yeah. So I might come to you as a client, and we're just not vibing. And it doesn't mean that he's a bad trainer or I'm a bad client. It's just that connection's not it's, there. It's not a fit. And I'm never going to buy in. Yep. So the accountability level is never going to be there. Absolutely. So I would say find a trainer that you're comfortable with and ask them about their different styles or her about their different styles and how their methods have uh, impacted some of their old clients. Mm-hmm. And then see if that person's good for you. You might have to take a few sessions from that trainer and then jump over to another trainer. You just, just you never know. Absolutely. You never know. Absolutely. Very good points. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, it's like, 
I know for me as a trainer, I usually try to give clients a, a free session mm -hmm. just to see if we have that chemistry. Yep. You know, and questions that I give them as a trainer is just like, well, how do you, how do you learn? You yeah. learn better uh, verbally. Do you, yep. you learn better visually? You know, and then I even flat out ask the clients, well, what are you looking for in a trainer? Like, what do yeah. you need? What, what kind of push do you, you need? Because not mm -hmm. everyone needs someone like, come on, four more, four more reps. Yeah. Sometimes you need yeah. someone just to kind of like push them through it mm -hmm. and tell them to lock in. You know, so um, again, you're right. It just comes down to chemistry. Yep. If you can work synergist synergistically with the person, um, and the only way to really know it is to have a couple of sessions. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with having a couple of sessions with this person, try mm -hmm. that person. I like this guy better, I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, exactly. I've had the best impact with my clients when I've had a deeper connection with them other than personal training. We get into just things that are affecting them daily in their life. Mm -hmm. And from my experiences, if I can give them a little bit of knowledge and uh, information around that, our connection as a client and trainer works a lot better mm -hmm. and the results are impacted a lot better. Absolutely, yeah. for sure, for sure. And I've had a couple of clients where it, it didn't actually start out well. It started out like it was kind of was weird energy, more really vibing. But as time got on, just even in, in between sets in the um, a rest period, mm -hmm. just like shooting the shit, and yeah, you know yeah. the, a vibe starts building, and mm -hmm. now, now it's it's mm -hmm. it's flowing now. And I've had yeah. this client for seven months now. You know, so again, there's ways to work around it if you're not really vibing, but mm -hmm. at the same time you can't force it. If it just isn't going to yeah. work, so you know what? Unfortunately. This ain't gonna work whether you tell them that or they say the same thing back to you yeah. and it's fine, you can go on to somebody else. Yeah, well, one thing too is when you are picking a personal trainer, you have to realize that there's no guarantees. So no, never if you're coming in with guarantees on yourself that you need to hit your schedule on timelines, I need to be this way, look this way aesthetically and all this, and a personal trainer is promising you that, I would say that's not a good Stay trainer. away from them. They're, Stay away. they're flat out lying to you and they're trying to take your money. Exactly. Exactly, because like you, you said, there's, there's no guarantees in it. You have to put in the work in, and you got to follow the guidance of that trainer in order yeah. to get there, but they can't promise you no, like, in no, six no. months you're going to be a size one yeah. and you're going to lose yeah. this much weight to put on mm -hmm. a muscle. It's impossible. So definitely run for the hills if they're exactly. promising yeah, for that sure, For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even to build on top of that, you have to have the ability to give that trainer time to let his system or her system actually take effect. Absolutely. Because it's a two-sided um, agreement where a trainer is going to put in A, B, C, and D for you to do. And if you're not doing those things, he or she is left thinking like, I put in these systems and nothing's working. Yeah. Like, so are you happen? being uh, honest and accountable for your actions uh -huh. on that side? Yep. So the two, again, like the synergy has to be there on both sides. Absolutely. Because yeah. we're only with them for an hour, two hours, three hours exactly. a week. Exactly. God knows what they're doing <laughs> the rest of the time. They'd be yeah. flat out lying to me. Oh, my, my diet is on point. They're eating McDonald's every day. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So absolutely. So definitely choose wisely, people. Give your your uh, trainer a tryout. See if you guys vibe out and everything first before you go and pick your trainer. And now we're about to get into set four. Supersets. Yes. Let's do it. All right, all right, set four. Here we go. Super set time, baby. Got one for my man here. Right. I know you're a big basketball head. <laughs> We're taking it to the three-pointers. Yeah. Three-point specialists. Reggie Miller or Steph Curry? Tough one. <laughs> See, I, 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 grew, I grew up on Reggie, uh -huh. and Reggie was super clutch. Ice cold. But he was a player that was very distinctive in his era, and you knew he was a specialist. I think I'm going to go with Steph Curry because he revolutionized the three-point mm. shot for the whole game of basketball. Okay. So now okay, he has forced all the other teams and worldwide to shoot probably 30 to 40% more threes as a combined team mm. 
in every season rather than Reggie Miller being a specialist, a game-ender specialist at that time. Absolutely, okay, yeah. okay. Kind of a tangent off of that. Who's, who was more clutch? Who had more game-winning clutch shots? Clutch? I'm going with Reggie. Go Reggie for yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was a killer. He killed a lot of Nick fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Nice. Uh, super set back to you. Uh, might be a little controversial for a couple guys, Uh-oh. but in a gym setting, are you training more in pants or in shorts? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a little scheme for this. Okay. If I'm doing upper body, pants. Okay. Lower body, shorts. Okay. 100%. Because I'm the type that I want to actually see my muscles working. Yes. So if you're doing pants and you're doing legs, you can might, might see your the muscles protruding as you're contracting, but you want to actually see the the fibers and stuff mm-hmm. moving. And I like to actually mm-hmm. touch my muscles actually when I'm working to mm-hmm. help build my, my muscle connection. Yeah. So, again, if it's if it's lower body, I'll do like a long sleeve and shorts, maybe even a, a cutoff, but definitely shorts. Mm-hmm. Upper body, sleeves out, pants. 100%. Nice. Yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, to piggyback on top of that, I was always a big believer because building legs for me was a very difficult area. Yeah. So I kind of adopted what Arnold used to talk about was if you see it all the time, you have no choice but to build it. So I would just go shorts and tights all day long until I got my legs comfortable enough where if I felt like wearing tights for leg day, I could because my legs are exactly where I want them to be. Got it. So guys, don't be scared. No. Take off the shorts and get down to the tights and just see those fibers working. Absolutely. Don't don't train all the time in pants. It's not good for you. Mix it up. Mix it up. For sure. Definitely mix it up. Mix it up. Um, One back for you. Um, For shoulders. Okay. Shoulder press, lateral raise. What's your preference? Oh. I would say I would like uh, overhead, like a lat or overhead press. Okay. Just because I'd like to feel the weight on top of me as I'm starting to lift it up. I think I can get a better muscle engagement by having a heavier load and just more core and total body engagement by lifting that heavy weight up above. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. I have a better connection with lateral raises myself. Okay. Um, Shoulder press, I find... Like if I'm doing them, not neutral, but when my palm facing out, it kind of impinges my shoulders okay. a little bit. Just cause I, have, I have a bum shoulder here, mm-hmm. so I definitely, if I was doing, I'd be doing more neutral. But I get a better connection to doing a lateral raise properly, leading with my elbows first. Um, it hits, hits the side delt a lot more for myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice, nice. Uh, back at you, switching it up a little bit. Reading physical pages or audiobooks. I'm gonna say audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I've definitely got on the audiobook wave because I wasn't. I've never been a big avid reader at mm-hmm. all. At all, yeah. um, I read very slow, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I have to read it like a couple of times for it to actually absorb. Okay, you know. But mm-hmm. I always, always listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm driving from call to call when I'm working and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So instead, I would I would put on an audiobook and yeah. I take it a lot better. It's more digestible for me. Um, I absorb what's being said, mm-hmm. I, and it's easy to kind of go back to reference to as opposed to if I have a book and I got to put highlights yeah, exactly, in and go back. Exactly. I can just put yeah. a bookmark on my audiobook. I want to hear that part again. Click, nice. I'm back at nice. it. So definitely audiobooks over over reading paper books. Paperbook for sure. Um, one back at you. Um, R and B or dancehall, hmm. or even reggae, like mm. classic reggae. Classic reggae. That's your choice. Uh, no, oh, no, 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 okay, no, no, you just no, say no, that. Okay, okay, I'm okay. just pondering right now. Because <laughs> again, like we said on a few podcasts ago, 
my life's kind of went in different segments for music. Yeah. So I grew up more so on the old school reggae dance hall vibes in the clubs yeah. within Hamilton. Yeah. But then now I think I'm a little bit more laid back where I'm listening to more classical R&B. Got it. Yeah. Got so it, I would say it. right now R&B. 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 Yeah. I think I'm right there with you. I like yeah. I like a good dance hall and a good mm-hmm. reggae from up in that type of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a big hip hop head and R&B is like a first cousin to, to hip-hop to yep, me. Yep. There's definitely a lot of crossover mm-hmm. to the two. So, I mean, even in terms of the beats and the, even the features, a lot of rappers are on R&B things. Um, so definitely more R&B. Still got love for reggae and dancehall for sure, but nice. R&B all day. Okay. All right, next superset question back at you. Would you prefer counting your repetitions or just concentrating on that muscle engagement? Hmm, great one. Um, the first three years of my lifting career, definitely was counting reps mm-hmm. just just focusing everything on that i got it i hit 12 last week this week i gotta go 13 week after that, i gotta go 14 and chasing that if you're just trying to chase that number you're mm-hmm. not really focusing on connecting with the muscles yes. you're just focusing on okay i gotta get the 14 yep. even if it looks sloppy as shit i'm still gonna get that 14 mm-hmm. and then be able to log it in and show that i did it but at the end of the day you're not isolating the muscle you want to be doing yeah. it if you're using all these secondary muscles to get the weight up so definitely as of recently my wife and I, we definitely changed our style and we train more for feeling, getting close to failure. Mm-hmm. It's like, I won't really count reps until I start feeling that deep burn. Then it's going, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm going to do five more. So definitely want to get a better connection with it, um, go for feeling, chase that burn, um, as opposed to just getting arbitrary numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yourself? Yeah, I've kind of flip-flopped back and forth with uh, my training style over the years where sometimes, like you said, just chase that number and just hit that number. I, I know I was good for that day. But then I always felt after I hit that number, I'm like, maybe I could have did three, four, five more. And Absolutely. Got a way better uh, connection with that mind muscle. Yeah. And then now I'm kind of the same uh, style that you're training right now where I'm working up. I'd probably be maybe five, six reps in, and that's when I start to feel the connection. So then I just go to failure pretty much every set now. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Definitely train more for feeling. Yeah. For sure, absolutely. Yeah. Um, super set back at you. You know, your sneakerhead. <laughs> Jordans or Reeboks? I, I would say Jordans. Jordans. Yeah, that's an easy one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, not, yeah. Not on, on Reeboks at all? Uh, uh, a little bit. Okay. Some of the old school Reebok for sure. Okay. But Jordan for me was like the timeless classic and then they keep releasing new colorways. And honestly, growing up, I wasn't in the position or my mom to even afford Jordan. So they're always like that sacred shoe that I always wanted once I started to get money. <laughs> and then once I had the ability to get Jordans, it was just like, it was on. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, I gotta get the sixes. I gotta get At the one cements. point, I, I had every single one up to probably about retro 18s damn multiple colorways damn. sold them off a couple times and then got the whole collection back sold yeah, them yeah, off yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I would have to say jordan's all day okay long. okay yeah. fair, fair nice that's a good one that's a good one um got next one for me yeah so going back to the movie side of things all right um the two that i had in my mind were belly <laughs> love belly or shatas Jeez, again, another hard one. Shatas was a Badman movie, for real. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. I'm going to say, I'm just going to base off the one I've watched the most, and that's going to be Belly. Yeah, okay. 100% Belly. And it's one of those ones, when I first watched Belly, 
I kind of was laughing at it more mm -hmm. because it was like, okay, like it was definitely over the top. It, yeah. was, it, was, just, it was like a two hour music video to me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I started watching it more and more and I was actually like, I, I, I kind of fuck with this. I yeah. like this, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. DMX's yeah. character was, yeah. was, was insane mm -hmm. and, and Nas's character kind of balanced him out, yep. you know? Um, but Shata's was classic. Yeah, it was. Classic, 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 you know what I mean? But um, I'm gonna have to say Belly. And I think Hype Williams actually did that, who was a, a video director. Yes, yes. Which yeah. is like kind of ironic. I thought yeah. it, was like, it was like a music video, yeah. but Belly, for sure. Yeah, you know? I, I would agree. Same with Belly, just because I was a real big DMX fan at the time. Okay. And then so like DMX in a movie. I yeah, got, I got so they went it. over and started doing some some movies and some other film stuff. And yeah. Then, yeah, Belly. Okay. And I always loved, like, the persona and the character that Lennox played. Yeah. Just yeah. being Ox, like the top, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the top guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that, I like that. Um, next one back at you. Um, training at home or training in the facility? If you had to do one. Where I am right now in my training regimen, I would say training at home. Okay. The one thing I highly dislike, and it's not to discourage anyone from training in a public place or setting, I just disliked being really engaged into my set and my reps and then having someone come over and try to have a conversation with me. Got it. So that kind of steered me away from the bigger gyms. And I started to go to, like we have here, kind of like a hybrid boutique style gym. And then ultimately building a gym at home where I know I can just get my workout in. There's no distractions. Yep. I'm just focused for that hour, hour and a half. Yep. And then go on. But I do like the vibe and some of the scenery of a global gym. Mm -hmm. But I just don't like the distractions sometimes. Fair enough. I like yeah. that. That's a good answer. Good answer. How about yourself? I'm probably going to say in a facility... Because at home, it's easy to not work out. Yes, for sure. It's easy to be like, okay, you know, sure. I'm going to work out. And then you're sitting on your couch and yeah. it's like an hour goes by. It's like, man, like, yeah. I'm not going to do this. It's yeah. easier to skip your workouts at home. Okay. When you actually get your ass to a facility, mm -hmm. you're already here. Mm -hmm. Now you got to do it. Yep. You know? Um, and I, we have a, a semi-decent setup at, at our home, but there's a lot of things here that we just don't have at home. Yeah. Everything at home, at our, at our home gym, we can train everybody part there. But then mm -hmm. here, there's so much more variety and more, more options. So I'm going to have to say for myself, I'd rather train at a, at a facility. Okay. For sure, for sure. All right, my last superset question to you is training in front of a mirror or mirrorless? I'm going to say, I guess, it all comes down to what, what I'm training. Okay. But over, I guess overall I'd say mirror. Okay. Um, because I want to actually see, let's say I'm working on my arms. I want to actually see what's happening. Like I said earlier, I want to see the, the fibers actually contracting and moving. Mm -hmm as opposed to me just looking down and watching them. But if I'm doing like a leg press or something, yeah. then I can actually just look down and I can see them working. Yes. So overall, I'd probably see mirror, even though it doesn't really matter, I guess. It all comes down to what I'm training. Yeah. You? 50-50. Uh, I would say mm -hmm. a lot of times in my garage, I don't have any mirrors, so mm -hmm. I do train mirrorless a lot, but I do like coming into a boutique type of gym and getting that visual cue if something's off. If that my... Part. Um, training when I'm training dumbbells. If something's off, when I'm doing shoulder press. I can correct it and just see what's happening. You can physically see it. This one's yeah. one higher than the other. Because yeah. I don't train with a trainer. I don't get coached by a trainer currently. But in the past, my trainers would have the ability to correct something as I'm training. Absolutely. Where the mirror is going to act as my trainer, exactly. and I can see I can see the cue and what to do and how to adjust it. Good point. Good yeah. point for sure. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, people. Episode four of More Reps Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed that. As much as we enjoyed giving it to y'all, um, again, once again, this is United Wellness right here. You can come check us out, yeah. 288 Queenston Road in Hamilton. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, 
You can also follow us on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and also, you can hit us up on the email if you got any suggestions, comments, anything. Hit us up. Let us know what y'all think. Signing off, Chadwick Brown. Goodbye, Beckles. See y'all next time.